Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons, Bible teacher and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. Today we're going to begin a series. It's a four-part series, and the series title overall is When God Speaks. Each Sunday I'm going to pose a question and answer it from God's Word. And so today we're asking the question, how will you know when God is speaking to you? Or you might say, what does God use to speak to me? Now we also are learning that our intimacy with the Lord will fuel our outreach for the Lord. And one of the most definite ways to become intimate with the Lord is when we communicate with Him. And of course we know a lot about prayer and that's us talking to God in various fashions. But there's also God speaking to us. So how would God really want to speak to us? The question isn't so much, does God talk to us? The real question is, is do I really listen to him when he does talk to us? It's not very mystical or very extraordinary because God really does talk to us. Many years ago, there was a Time magazine that on the cover it said, God is dead. Well, the next day, the journalist scrambled to get to Dr. Billy Graham's place and they wanted to ask him the question about that time article and so they asked him Dr. Graham is God dead and he said you got to be kidding me I just spoke to him implying he's not dead he's very much alive so God is not only not dead but he wants to communicate with us but are we willing to tune into him now what makes us different than every other part of his creation is that we have been hardwired to be able to communicate with God now he does that even on the beginning part of our journey by helping us to understand him for salvation by faith alone in him. And then subsequent to that, we're hardwired to really, really zone in on who he is. And so we really can get to know him. I'm looking at the Bible verse that's on your sheet there in front of you, maybe up on the screen. It says this, For God may speak in one way or another way, yet man does not perceive it. So maybe you're struggling with that, knowing that God does speak. You heard of other people talk about that he spoke to them, but you're struggling with but I don't know that he's speaking to me, and I want to know, can he speak to me? And the answer is most definitely, he can speak to you. Now, he's not limited to one way to communicate to us. In fact, there are a myriad of ways that God will communicate his truth to us. I am going to, this morning, select four that I think are probably the most prevalent ones or the most prominent ones so that we have a basic understanding of how God would speak to us. When I was reading through Scripture, as many of you have, you'll find some shocking ways that God has chosen to speak. One time he spoke through a bush that was on fire that never burned up. Another time he spoke through a pillar of fire. Other times he chose to communicate to man through angels. And God even chose to speak through an animal known as a donkey. So God can use all different ways to communicate to us in a special way. And so we're going to learn some of those ways. So let's begin with number one. What is the very first one, the most important one? And I would call this the epicenter of all answers to the question, how does God speak to us? And it's going to be through the Bible. And I want you to remember that because everything else that I'm talking to you about from Scripture will still find its way back to the root and most accurate source, which would be the Bible. Look at 2 Timothy 3.16. It says this, Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Notice it says that 
This is God's way of speaking to us through the Bible, through God's Word. You might take your pen now and circle the phrase by inspiration. The word inspiration simply means that God is breathing into those that are writing the Bible His truth in a very mystical but very accurate way what He wanted those men to know for, him to, for them to write down so that we would have it accurate for us today. So it's meaning the Bible is absolutely reliable because it was God that was speaking by inspiration to those people that now have written to the Bible. So God speaks, uh, speaks to us through the Word. That means that in order for us to hear God... We have to open up the Bible and we have to get into God's Word and lean into it with a heart that's turned toward Him to discover Him, to learn about Him, to know Him. So it's not just us opening up a book and seeing words printed on a page and reading it and we're going through our Bible reading in a year program. It's like we really want to connect to the Lord when we open up the Bible. Now some of you might say, but God never speaks to me. Well, my question to you then is, are you in the Bible? For those that are truly underneath the sound of God's Word, in God's Word, that God is every time speaking to you His truth, either reminding you of another truth you've already learned, or He is clarifying a truth that you might have learned but got twisted, or He is now teaching you a brand new truth. But when you open the Bible, it is God's Word on paper, God's mind on paper, and He's communicating to you. There's something in there that He wants you to know for that moment of your life that you can use for the rest of it. So again, it's very important. Now let me ask you this question. If today, after the service, you received a phone call from the Secret Service telling you that the President of the United States wants to meet with you at 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow at Starbucks, would you go meet him? Now, regardless of what you might think of the president, or maybe even Starbucks for that matter, I know that if I got a call like that, I would be there because the person is that important and he chose to speak to me and he wants to tell me something. I would be there. Now, the good news is this, that you don't have to get up early in order to meet God. You don't have to go to a Starbucks, that God will meet you wherever you are. So it could be in your pickup truck. It could be in your living room. It could be out on your lanai. It could be at the beautiful beach at a camp. But God wants to speak to you 24 hours a day. He has something that He wants you to know about Him in a very special way. But it's us now who has to make the time, take the time, and show the discipline in order to connect to Him. You know, some of you that are very new on your journey, and I'm speaking to the new ones now, when you hear someone say, you need to get into your Bible, like I did when I first started this, getting into the Bible was very intimidating for me. First of all, how many books do you have in your home, literally, that are bound in leather? <laughs> Not many, do you? And so most Bibles are bound in leather. And how many books do you have when you open them up that nearly every sentence, there's a number by it, and then there are chapters, and then there are various books? In fact, I was so ignorant of the Bible that when I first got in contact with the Bible through Carol, I thought that every book in the Bible was in alphabetical order. So when they would then tell us to turn to a particular book in the Bible, I thought I could find it easily. And I quickly found out that not only were they not in alphabetical order, there are some books in this Bible I couldn't even pronounce, let alone spell. And so I found some new things about the Bible. And so it can be intimidating. But may I tell you, like all of you that have been to the beach, even here in Hawaii, when you first jump in the water, it's a little intimidating. It's a little scary because it's cool or cold to some of you, but you know that if you kind of bounce around in that water for just a little bit, soon it's refreshing and you're so glad you're in it. And for some kids, it's even hard to get them back out again. So for you, getting into the Word might appear to be a bit intimidating. But I want to encourage you, make the effort. 
get into the Word, and you'll see that it's not intimidating. A number of years ago, I bought a car. Carol and I bought a car. And as you would buy a new car, often when you open the glove compartment, there's an owner ma owner's manual in it. And it will tell you what to do to keep your car up to speed, we might say. If you don't do what the manual says, then you could put some stress on the car in the, in the metallic area and all the electronics. And you know what I mean by stress. And that car could break down. Well, I want you to know that God is our owner and that this is his owner's manual. And he says that if you get into this book, I'll speak to you to show you how you can get rid of stress. Yesterday, I was speaking at the Hawaii Kai Retirement Home, and when I got done, there was an elderly gentleman that came up, and he brought documentation to me because I was talking about being in the Bible. And he said, I knew you were speaking on this today, and so I wanted you to know that there is a high statistic of people that are often in hospitals due to problems that they encounter that are emotional due to the fact that they are not following what God has to say. Now, I can't substantiate all of that, but I think that's some reasonable belief that there could be people that are in the hospital today that are under so much stress because they have neglected getting into God's owner's manual right here and doing what it had to say. So I want you to know that it would be good for you to get into God's word. Let me remind you of this also. Some of you might be still again, I'm just speaking for a moment here, to our new people. You look at this Bible and I said it was intimidating and now you're saying, okay, where should I begin? If I begin in Genesis, not too long, it's going to be so-and-so begot so-and-so and so-and-so begot so-and-so and so-and-so begot so-and-so and so-and-so begot so-and-so. And I don't even know what the word begot means, okay? So you're struggling with that. Now, every part of the word of God, every part of it is God's mind on paper. But maybe a suggestion, and this is just a man's suggestion to you. You might want to start with the book of John. The reason you start with John and go through it, 21 chapters, one chapter a day, three weeks. And when you do, as you read it, find the word believe or believing and circle it. You'll be amazed at how many times the word believe is found in the book of John, substantiating that to get to heaven, it is by faith alone in Christ alone. It'll also tell you how important faith is, even in our Christian walk. Then I might suggest that you read the book of Proverbs, a very practical book, correspond the day with the date. Today just happens to be the 21st of the month. So you might want to read chapter 21 of Proverbs and then do that. And within 31 days or a whole month, you'd have that done. You can do Psalms similarly with five Psalms a day. I would also like to maybe kick you to the New Testament again and suggest that you might start in the book of James. Why James? James talks about a lot of areas of our, of our life. And it talks about how to put our life right back on track again. So I'd encourage you to read through the book of James. Very practical. At this time, when I'm going through this sermon, I'm getting ready to know what my next series is. And I'm asking God. I know I want to go to a Bible and go verse by verse. And I'm sensing more than any other book in the Bible that the Lord is leading me to. Perhaps take us all through and study together the book of James verse by verse. And so maybe that would be a place you'd like to begin reading now to prepare you for when we get into that study. I really don't know, but I hope it'll be a blessing to you, and I know it's going to be one to me. So, first way, most important way that God will speak to us, it'll be through the Word of God. Let's look at number two now. The second way that He speaks to us is through gifted teachers who use Scripture. And I'd like to add another word to that little outline, and that would be who use Scripture correctly. All right? It's not just using Scripture because I know some Bible teachers that can take Scripture without good study and perhaps take it out of context. Accidentally, maybe. Maybe out of ignorance or perhaps even to, um, for their own purpose and their own means, which could be wrong. So God speaks to us through gifted teachers who use Scripture correctly. Now, let me ask you this question. 
Have you ever been in an audience where the Word of God is being taught and you just sensed that God was speaking right to you? There was nobody else in the room, but it was as if God was using that speaker, preacher, pastor, teacher, whomever it might be, and God was speaking right to you. Have you ever sensed that happen in your life? Has that ever happened to you? If that be the case, would you feel comfortable to raise your hand and just put it up and let me know? Has that happened to you? Look at all the hands, especially of you that are new in Christ. So there is that where God will speak to us through gifted Bible teachers who use Scripture correctly. Look at 1 Thessalonians 2.13 and you'll see how it happened in the New Testament days. Paul writes to a faith family just like international and he says this, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, hearing the word from other people, you welcomed it. That's where you lean into it. Not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. And I like the last part. Which also effectively works in you who believe. Many years ago when I trusted Christ, I was 16 then. And Carol and I then would go to church. I'd go to youth group, but I would go to church. My mom and dad wouldn't let me go out on Sunday mornings, so I had to do it another time and my folks for whatever reason I haven't still to this day I don't understand it they wanted me home Sunday during the day but it's Sunday night I could do anything I wanted to and I was so grateful that that church had a Sunday evening service so I could go so I pick up Carol and we go to church now again I'm a I'm a I'm a 17, 17 year old boy got saved about a year hormones are raging all that kind of stuff you're with your best girl you're going to church you're, you, you're conflicted because you really love the Lord you want to know but you're still with your girl so we got in late because we lived some 20 miles away from church the church that we felt was a good Bible teaching church so we slipped in the back this one Sunday now I have to tell you I really don't remember what the pastor was teaching and preaching I don't really remember much I do remember what Carol was wearing I can tell you the cologne she had on, you know. I could tell you what her hairstyle was. I can tell you everything because I was paying attention. However, God loves me like he loves you. And supernaturally, underneath his sovereignty, God chose to speak through that preacher at a particular moment in his sermon. And with the spirit who is inside of me and the spirit who is inside of him, that speaker opened up Romans chapter 12 and was talking about surrendering it all to the Lord. And then he said this, he said, some of you that are listening to me today, what are you going to do with your life as a Christian? Are you going to make it count or are you just going to waste it? You'll never be fully happy or have all the joy and the fullness of God until you live out for that purpose God has made you. I am telling you that there was like a ton of bricks that hit me about surrendering myself totally to Him, mind, will, emotions, and body, to the Lord. Now, at that stage in my life, I wasn't wanting to be something bad. In fact, I really wanted to go into radio and television, news, or weather sports casting. And so I was kind of destined for that on that track. But when I heard that, something happened within my soul that began to cause me not to have the same amount of passion nor interest for radio and television. But I wanted to do more with my life. So God took a gifted Bible teacher using Scripture correctly and in a very special way changed my life. Who would have known over 40 years ago that I would be pastoring in beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii to the dearest people 
in the world. Having the opportunity to equip leaders for ministry development and to do the things that I've done. I, I would never know. But I know this, that when I surrendered my life to the Lord based on the Bible teaching of someone that was using Scripture, God spoke to me about giving my life to Him. And I'm here today really as a result of God speaking. And at least at that moment, me listening. And I'm wondering if God's speaking to you that your whole life could change. And where we'll be in five years, one year, 40 years, we don't know. But I know this, that if we listen to God moment by moment, you'll be smag dab in the center of His perfect will. And that's the beauty of all of this. That's why I hate to miss church. I hate to miss opportunities when the Word of God is being taught. Because I never know, is that a particular time that God will use that particular leader, teacher, to use a particular passage of Scripture to speak to me? I don't know, but it's very much amazing. It's amazing to me, too, that God would use me on this end to know something about Him to share with you, knowing that God is speaking to you, and I don't even know who you are. And there's people listening on the radio. There are people that will download this off our Internet site. I don't even know those people. But I know that if I stay true to this book right here, that somehow God will speak to them. And that's between them and God and how that works it out. Here's a verse for you. It's not up on the screen or it's not in your notes. It's 1 Corinthians 2.13. Listen to this. It's rich. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. I got thinking about how God might use Bible teachers. Well, obviously, one way it will be in church. Now, I got thinking about this too. How many of you have ever, so to speak, fasted? In other words, you didn't eat. You might have liquid, but you didn't eat for six days. But then on the seventh day, you knew you could eat. But this time, you went to a huge buffet and you literally gorged yourself. Some of you know a little bit about what I'm saying, and it wasn't over a six-day fast. You know how uncomfortable you feel? Well, that's sometimes what happens here. Some people, because they haven't been around God's Word hardly at all for maybe a whole week, and they get a substantial amount here, and I know we do, that some of you begin to choke a little bit. And so perhaps if we get it in little bite sizes, we begin to grow and assimilate. I don't know. That's just a thought. How about small group studies? I'd like to encourage you that in small group you have a chance to interact, to ask questions, to hear what someone has to say, to love and be loved, but also to send underneath not only a Bible facilitator, but also others who are wonderful in God's Word that could have something to share with you. I'm thinking about the foundations class that we're going to start this coming Wednesday night for serious people who really want to make sure their doctrine is sound. God will speak to you, clarify, substantiate, and strengthen you in your faith. So I encourage you for that. And there are small group studies going on in this church. There's at least 10 of them that I know of that meet on other nights, just, not just Wednesday night. And then you've got our Sunday school program with phenomenal teachers on all floors of this building, children and adults. So again, you could do that. You could also listen to the radio. There's some Bible teaching on the radio. But when I say that, I almost want to put my tongue in cheek because sometimes you can get a great Bible teacher who spent the time knowing the Word of God accurately so you will hear God when He speaks. And following Him will be someone who has just played with Scripture and uses it for its own selfish end, perhaps. And now you got goofed up because you've got a conflict going on. So I caution you against that. But at the same time, here's your choice. Listen to good Bible teaching or listen to talk radio or news or guys that want to pontificate about all sorts of politics. As good as it is to know what is going on in the land, 
let's make sure that we don't overdose on a lot of stuff that'll change in a few days and underdose on God's word that never changes. If you go to my car, I, I have, Carol and I both have cars. She has the nice CRV because I want her to have that and it's safe. I still have a little red beach car that when you look at it, it it's, it's sunburn on the top and the, the, the electric door things. I, 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 turn the, the, I lock the doors electrically and then the rest of the way driving down the road, it's making... Carol is so embarrassed she won't even go with me. I says, I can stop that. I can just unlock it. She says, no, don't do that. One time we were over at Waikiki and I parked our car over by the band shell. Literally, this is not a joke. It's not in the sermon here, but it just came to me. And I don't even know if this is from God. I can tell you, though, I locked my car. I heard it go, whatever it does. I went to do whatever we wanted to do. I came back, literally. There was a homeless person looking at my car, waiting for me to come back and says, Do you know your car talks to you? I said, I, I, I really had a bomb in there, and I didn't know when it was going to go off. And I didn't say that to him. Now, here's what I do want to tell you. It has an old-fashioned cassette deck in this car. Most cars have CDs. If you went into my car today and you went to my radio and my cassette, there will be Bible teaching in there. There'll be a message to help me because I want to hear from God. I really do. Now, I have about 600 tapes. Now, some of you like to read books. I do have a Lice Library. We have a new one here at this church, over 2,000, maybe 3,000 quality books in it. You ought to look at it. It's fantastic. But here's what I want to say. Some of us can be bookworms. I realize that. But some of us don't have the time or we don't have the reading skills. So maybe for us, we're not a bookworm. We might need to be a tapeworm. I, I put that in my notes, you know, <laughs> listening to tapes. But in some measure, get yourself underneath the sound of God's Word. And then, of course, there's other ways to do that. And I, I hope that'd be the case with you. So, get into God's Word. You have a choice. You can either go to Bible teaching meetings or whatever, or go to the movies and watch TV. You can either put yourself underneath the sound of God's Bible teachers to you or listen to news and other stuff that is okay, but really isn't eternal. And I just pose that to you and you let the Holy Spirit work in your life where it should be. Let's go to number three. God also speaks through something known as impressions. Now, for some of you, you might be getting a little nervous right now when you hear me say impressions. So I'm not only going to spend a little bit of time clarifying what I mean by that, but I'm going to give an entire message to this topic of impressions. If you want to, you could put off to the side another word. It could be the word promptings. But I want you to listen to me now before you shut me off when I talk about impressions. An impression, basically, is a thought that stays in your mind, your soul, in your spirit. It is a thought that God places there. Now, make it even more clear is this. That thought, to know that it's an impression from God, will be connected to God's Word. So for you, to begin with, to know, is that an impression from God, will be to the degree that you know God's Word accurately and you have it in your heart and your mind. And so I want you to lean into that because that is very important so you'll be able to discern what's an impression that's coming from too many hamburgers and onions I had when I went to bed. How many impressions am I getting just because it's a fleeting thought? Because it's going to come back to God's Word. To substantiate that thought, look, if you will, now at John chapter 14, verse 25, and here's what you'll read. It says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Let's pause for a moment. This was written at a time before the Holy Spirit was then given to every believer. So I could um, contemporize this now by saying, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father has sent in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance. Would you circle that? 
That's the impression. It is God's Word brought to your mind and heart by the Holy Spirit. Bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So you want to bring it to your remembrance. Now, some of you still might be struggling with uh, maybe an understanding of this. So let me use maybe a, 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 an illustration. There could be do, you could be doing something in your life. And while you're in your life doing something, all of a sudden you're realizing what you're doing is not right. Perhaps maybe you're at the grocery store. And you know that when you paid for your grocery items that that cashier, for whatever reason, probably distracted or maybe just didn't pay too much attention, she accidentally gave you too much money back. She gave you a $10 bill back instead of one. Now, you saw that, and at that moment right there, you're thinking, they have a lot of money, I don't. You know, it's their fault, not mine. Uh, No big deal. It's okay. Hey, listen, bank error in my favor, you know, that kind of thing. And so you tuck it in your pocket. And as you go out the door and that beautiful Hawaiian sunshine hits you and you're getting in your car, all of a sudden inside of you, you know that's not right. You're listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Make It Clear is dedicated to taking the Word of God with clarity into every person's world. It is the support of listeners like you who make the ministry of Make It Clear possible. You can provide your tax-deductible gift to Make It Clear online by going to makeitclear.org. Or you can mail your gift to Make It Clear, P.O. Box 607-901, Orlando, Florida, 32860. Thank you for helping us Make It Clear. If you would like to have Dr. Pond speak at your church or event, please send us an email at tellmemore at makeitclear.org. Thank you, and remember to make it clear.